Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from Full Pelt Music. Shortly, we will be chatting with Berries, who we have featured over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify, most recently with their track, We Are Machines. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow us on social media. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, wherever you're watching or listening. So welcome, Holly from Berries, to the Discover New Music podcast. Um, we're absolutely delighted to have you on um, and talk about your debut album, How We Function. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's great to be here. Great yeah, to be here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an album that, you know, we've really, really enjoyed um and yeah we really do feel listeners definitely need to check out you know potential album of the year candidate um for sure oh. um so thank you so much just so listeners can get to to know you a little bit better holly and obviously the band berries we always start the podcast with the same feature which is the origin story um mm -hmm. so what is the origin story for berries how did um you three come together okay um so well, essentially me and Lucy started the band. Um, I'd known Lauren for years. We grew up together um, in Kings Lynn um, and it was a very small music scene. So we knew each other, even though we didn't play in the same bands. Um, we geeked alongside each other all the time. Um, so I knew she was an amazing musician. So, and, and also a very, very good friend. So then when me and Lucy sort of started Berries, um, I kind of thought, you know what, Lauren would be an incredible bass player. In, in this sort of, because uh, we knew where we wanted to go with it. We wanted a three-piece setup, riffs and some cool bass lines and some cool drum beats and stuff. So I thought, you know, Lauren would make one hell of a bass player. Um, so she originally plays guitar. So I, when I asked her, I was a little, you know, sheepish about it. I was a bit mm. like, do you, do you reckon you might fancy playing bass for us? Um, but luckily she was really happy about being asked. She was buzzing and so she came over I was living in an attic room at the time just me and her jammed through some of the tracks before we took them before we, me her and Lucy had a full rehearsal so we gave Lauren about a week and then we had a gig our first ever gig um at the Spice of Life in Soho which was amazing and it's just gone from there really just gigging as much as we can writing recording pushing it as much as we can um so yeah that's that's the story yeah, and obviously the, the fruits of those labours have come out now with your debut album, uh, which features not one but two tracks that were featured over on our Discover New Music playlist, which is quite rare because we only tend to feature the one from an yes. artist. So we, we're going to, yeah, uh, obviously really enjoyed both tracks, hence putting them on there. So we just need to ask you about uh, both the tracks now. And the first mm -hmm. one, Taking You Back in Time, was The Expert, which uh, was one of the first couple of singles that you put out from the album. Um, so what can you tell us about The Expert? You know, what's the song about um, and how did it come together for you? Um, so, yeah, that track um, was, it's basically about imposter syndrome, but also other people pushing imposter syndrome on you as well. Um, with just various experiences that we've had, um, you know, not not too common. We've been pretty lucky, but just some, some people sometimes, um, you know, over explaining things and kind of talking down to us especially in geek settings or in just generally yeah in it, really anything to do with um you know the fact that we're a girl band um so many things you know advice that you don't really want or need and you know just trying to get that kind of involvement in it and controlling and it's kind of about that it's about people who 
you've not really asked their advice you don't really want it but they're going to give it to you anyway and they say it in kind of condescending way so it's a uh, it's a bit of a uh, shout out for all the uh, all the experts out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah certainly and uh, yeah so imposter syndrome is something everyone uh, feels from time to time I feel I, I know I certainly have you know both in you know a work environment and you know a personal life environment and you know obviously you know, the the subject of uh, misogynism within the music industry is, is a really important one you know obviously I say that as a man um, but you know I, I clearly see there are issues that need to be addressed and that's something that as a band you haven't been afraid uh, you know you haven't shied away from you know you've discussed many really important subjects on the album um, you know how important it is is it to you as a band you know, to be discussing the important subjects oh yeah I mean massively important I think um you know we we definitely feel a responsibility by being a girl band to sort of say you know we're gonna tackle loads of issues it's not all amazing and you know it, you know you, you know what I mean it's not all um <laughs> there are things you know mental health issues or trying to find your voice on something, trying to find your footing in the music industry, trying to find where you fit in, in all of this crazy world. So it's important, I think, especially for us three to, to write songs about it and to tackle the issues that we have or that are, we feel are there. Um, yeah, stereotypes and everything in the industry, trying to break those down. Um, so yeah, that's what we wanted to get across on the album, um, which is why it's called How We Function, really. It's, I'm probably, jumping ahead to your questions am I I will not talk about the album title just yet I will wait in case you ask about it um, yeah. but yeah it is important we do we do feel um that there is a certain level of responsibility at that and a message we want to get across definitely yeah uh, and I, I do feel you know it is uh you know, really important and brave of us in this day and age that are willing to talk about um, you know, not just important subjects, but quite often as well, the, the divisive uh, subjects, you know, where everyone is battling for, for listeners and, and all that kind of stuff these days. It's almost like a lot of bands have lost their edge in that they're afraid that they're going to offend a portion of their, um, you know, listeners and lose that, you know, interest and that revenue and everything that comes with it. So I think it is vital that, you know, bands are willing to tackle uh, the really important subjects uh, and I, I'm glad that we've got bands such as Berries that do that um, which again it probably leads us slightly on to the next song that we need to talk about which is We Are Machines oh yeah um, <laughs> so yeah two songs on the playlist which is uh, ph phenomenal um, and yeah the the second one We Are Machines please do again tell us about that track you know how did it come together for you yeah, I think it was um, just many, many years of being in certain jobs, nothing specific or anything in particular or just one incident or anything like that. Just just many, many different experiences of being in yeah, certain jobs or organisations or anything really where it just felt that perhaps they didn't have your best interests at heart. Um, as I say, particularly suffering from mental health problems, um, that perhaps there could have been slightly more sympathy or slightly more understanding on certain parts. So I think the song We Are Machines came out of that, where it was just kind of, you know, this is what you want us to do. This is how you want us to be, um, you know. So it's, it's, it's also written in a way of, so in that kind of sense, but then also the fact, you know, we are machines in a kind of more positive sense. Um, but yeah, I think it's, we just wanted to kind of get a, 
it across of you know we're not all robots that can just switch on and off you know there's there's way more complications than that there's actually a lot more going on with people than just you know turn up on time do your job shut up and don't say anything yeah. <laughs> you know it's a bit like that's how you maybe want it to be but that's not the reality of how it is so it's a bit like that it's a, it's a bit it's a bit one of those <laughs> Uh, it, well, it's one of those in the sense that it is, it's relatable, you know, I think, again, it is something that those of us that work all, you know, felt it at one point uh, or another, one time or another. And um, obviously, yeah, the discussions around mental health, I think we, we've made a lot of progress, you know, over the last dec decade or so. Um, but obviously, there is still a hell of a lot, uh, a long way to go, especially when we do talk about within industry and within business. I think there is uh, a lot of work that needs to be done there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, you know, really, really good that you're willing to talk about such subjects. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's the, the recent, I mean, as you say, the last decade or so, people do feel they can come forward and say, you know what, I am actually struggling. And I think we wanted to just get across that that doesn't make you weak. It just makes you human. You know, nobody is really a machine at all on any level, except for the positive level of, you know, I can do this. I can crack through and do whatever I want to do. And that was kind of. Yeah. So I think you're definitely right. There are there are more conversations happening, which is so good and so healthy for people rather than this kind of taboo. You know, let's not yeah. talk about it because it's a bit, you know, we don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. It's, you know, it's happening to most people, most people. Or if they, if they don't suffer themselves, they know someone who does. And so it needs to be spoken about. Definitely. And as you say, Holly, you know, historically, it's always been viewed as kind of a weakness, whereas, you know, I'd say that, that it's starting to flip slightly now. And I think obviously um, it's a strength, really. If you are able to come out and recognise that, you know, actually I am struggling, I need support, I need help, whatever it may be. You know, that's a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness, in my opinion. But um, I completely agree. Yeah, excellent. Um, and that brings us. Uh, to how we function, you know, um, which obviously, if nothing else is, as we've said, just a, a fantastic uh, collection of really, really good songs, which is what an album should be. So, you know, when you, even when you strip away, you know, the importance of the meanings and everything behind it, actually, and just focus on the music, well, actually, it's a fantastic record that you've been able to put out as a debut album. Uh, and of course, uh, I think the weight of that uh, is increased with, you know, the importance of the, the meanings and everything behind it. So, um, do tell us now about you know how we function you know, as as a, uh, a collection of songs you know being as well your debut album you know your first big statement as a band you know um, what has it been like for you to to record that uh, and put it out there and you know what are again you know, the kind of themes that run through it for you yes thank you so much that's really nice of you to say um it's always nice to hear I've got to say it's lovely to hear when people <laughs> really like the album because Sometimes it's weird where you sort of lock yourselves away. And for us, it was in and out of lockdown as well. <laughs> you know, oh, we can have another two weeks in the studio. Great. Okay. We were actually in the studio when they announced, um, I don't even remember what it was. Um, it was, they announced something basically tier five or something, yeah. a tier that had <laughs> never been said before. And we thought, yeah, we're not getting back in the studio for a while. <laughs> um, but I think that adds added to everything in the album. I think that's the thing. Again, you know, recording it in a global pandemic wasn't, you know, recording and writing it in a global pandemic wasn't um, the plan. From when, from since we started a band, we didn't ever think, you know what, our debut album, we're going <laughs> to write and record it in dribs and drabs in a global pandemic. Um, but it adds to the, it, I think it adds to the kind of 
honesty of it and the rawness and the sort of frustration that we were feeling at the time, but also brought out a lot of other things. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of the themes, obviously mental health, um, but there's a lot about growth in there as well and about kind of finding your own voice and existing in a place you didn't think you could ever exist in and feeling confident and very fulfilled in that place. Um, it is kind of a bit of a journey, the album. We sort of wrote it in that way that, you know, there are, it does start off with this sort of, you know, beginning of machines and, you know, this is kind of how we're feeling. And then it kind of it takes you through, um, sort of, yeah, throughout grow, strength in numbers, you know, fighting back, standing up, um, not admitting defeat. I think that's that's it. So that's where the title came from. It basically is how we function. All of the stuff is stuff that's happened to us. We've experienced, you know, things we're going through. Um, Lucy's legs are on the front cover. <laughs> you know, I think that's what we wanted from our debut album it, to be about us um, as a band. You know, we've been a band for a few years and best mates. So we've been through so much together in and not even just in the band, just in our personal lives. You know, we're basically family. So it's it's sort of all tied up into the album it's this sort of really I feel quite vulnerable in places for us three to put it out there as well we kind of I don't know I feel like we poured a lot of ourselves into it so I hope people do like it um yeah that's <laughs> yeah yeah and and certainly you know it, as we said you know the the themes that run throughout and everything are, are really um vital and, and important and obviously personal to yourselves which obviously you know um yeah, is going to make it um obviously it's your debut album it's going to be something that you, you're gonna you know clutch and and you know uh, take pride in anyway but obviously you know when they add that personal element um but when you do strip away you know all of that again you know and, and just look at it from a musical standpoint obviously we, we said this uh when when i reviewed it for for um the website you know i had a high expectation of, of what i was going to listen to before i pressed play uh, oh, yeah. and actually <laughs> that was blown uh, away you know it was um you know even better than that you know so for, musically you know what kind of influences did you take into it because you talked about finding your own voice through you know the the themes of it but you know musically as a band you know finding your you know voice and your sound as a band you know um you know that I, I guess yeah I, I normally try and avoid the influence question but mm. you know it is um I think there's a lot of influences in there you know so so where as a band were you coming from when you were writing the music oh that's a good question I think we all have quite a few different influences Lauren is way more into sort of pop punk melodic really she loves catchy stuff she's always like we can make this a bit catchier um lucy loves the sort of heavier stuff um but then also has this very poppy side as well and then i'm way more sort of kind of riffy jagged alt rock um so together and lauren is a you know lauren and lucy do love that as well so i think that's most of the songs where they have some big sort of instrumental bit is written mostly by Lauren or Lucy going, you know what would be really good here? <laughs> um, you know, so I think that's that's what's really helped us is that we all come from it at a different, slightly different um, angle. I took a new song to them guys the other day and what I was expecting was so far off from what they came up with because what they came up with, I was just, I, I, I think that's what I love about it as well. I always get blown away by what they come up with because I'm just always like, 
that's so cool. I and I, you know, when they do something different with the rhythm or they try and do something a bit more like we could do this and you carry on doing that and we'll do this. And I'm like, that's so amazing. So I've sort of written it as this way. But that, I think that's important as well. You can't be precious about, you know, I just write the guitar and the vocals and then I'm like, you guys put your stamp on it um 100% because if not it wouldn't be the band at yeah. all it would just be me wailing along with my guitar <laughs> but yeah I think we love riff, riffy stuff um and we always joke that whenever I'm not playing Lauren tries to play a hundred notes and then when she's not playing I'll try and play a hundred notes and we we try to leave some notes out but you know as many notes as we can find usually get in there <laughs> <laughs> well the end result you know not to you know keep beating that drum but you know obviously fantastic album that listeners really do need to to check out and you can certainly hear here you know, a lot of those influences you talked about um coming out of that record um and we should probably touch on as well um the uh albums come out through extra mile recordings um who we've in interviewed you know, a number of their artists and they always have you know nothing but praise for, for the label you know so i, I Again, you know, how, how has it been for you working with Extra Mile Recordings to get the album out? Oh, honestly, I mean, I just can't say enough about Extra Mile, what they've done for us. It's, you know, they signed us in a, a global pandemic where we were all, you know, they couldn't even watch us live. Um, and they just, from day one, their enthusiasm and excitement for the band was more than we could ever have imagined from any label, just because they do genuinely seem to understand where we want to go with it and they get it and they don't ever try to change it any in any way. And I think that's really rare. Um, they've, you know, even if they're offering helpful suggestions, it's that's what they are. They're amazing suggestions that we go, yeah, that's such a good idea because they understand the project so well. Um, they really took time um, before they signed us as well to really delve into what we've been up to and what we're doing. And I think they really got a good sense of what we were trying to build and do. So when they came along, it was just, it was just perfect. They just, you know, without, <laughs> you know, getting uh, too soppy on extra mile, yeah. they are just, they're just amazing people. Um, they, you know, and the bands that they sign are just so lovely. All of them are just so friendly and lovely and so good that for us, it's just, you know, we, we're just so happy to be part of it and that they kind of, you know, took a chance, signed us in a pandemic. They heard a couple of very dodgy demos and that was it. They wanted the <laughs> album, which was just, you know, we had some stuff on Spotify, but you, you can't get a proper feel of a band really until you see them live, which they obviously, we couldn't make that happen in the situation. And so they really kind of stuck their necks out and went for it. And so, yeah, we just, yeah, really, really happy with, with how they are and yeah. Very, yeah, very yeah. I've never heard a bad thing said about them, and and for, for me as a as a fan, you know, when I was growing up, and you'd buy an album, uh, and you'd open that physical album, and often you'd see you know the logo or the name of the uh, record company that's released it, and quite often you'd suddenly realise, well, actually, this record label's put out like this band and this band and this band that I really <laughs> like, so that must be a re and yeah, extra mile recordings, you know, the amount of like quality bands that they've got and arts artists that they've got and they they put out, you know, it, it's one that certainly I've been able to identify and go, actually, yeah, I need to watch extra mile and anything that comes out on extra mile, I need to be picking up on, which is obviously a massive compliment to them, um, and yeah, obviously they did the right thing in uh, signing berries, um, so. So social media we're going to talk about a little bit uh obviously media, yes yeah a massive part of the music industry these days um but you know it's got 
positive and negative sides to it. Uh, and what I want to ask probably straddles both of those, to be honest, sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously with this um, debut album coming out, um, you know, what, how have you found the reception to it? Um, obviously, you know, gone are the days of having to wait for like magazines to ever review in or you know, go to a live <laughs> show and, and play a live show and see how many people turn up, etc. etc. Obviously, the responses these days are instantaneous, you know. So, how, how have you found it, you know, um, watching you know the reception to the album? Yeah, I mean, without sounding too cliche, it's just been really emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I think this album means so much to us and to be able to have done it was just so amazing for us um, that to then have people who are so passionate about it, people like you, who, you know, the amount of nice things you've said literally in the last 10 minutes, you know, it's just, it means so much to us. And I think it would, the reception has been better than we ever could have dreamed of really, again, to sound cliche, because you just, as I say, you know, you lock yourselves away in the studio for a year or so, and write the album, record the album. You never know how people are going to really take it. You kind of get the singles and you think, will the rest be sort of left? And But but to see it, you know, we've, we've seen it now in Rough Trade, HMV and all these places that, you know, when you are little and you go, you know, you're a teenager and you go to these places and you buy band, new music from bands, you just never really dream that, oh, yeah, yeah, our album's going to be in there. It's... You know, so I think just the whole experience of releasing an album to have all the lovely comments and the people tagging us and stuff, you know, I mean, we released it July the 8th and we're still being tagged and, yeah. you know, all the time. It's such amazing stuff where people are like, oh, we just heard it for the first time and, oh, it's just amazing and this song and this song and people seem to really get it, which I think is amazing, but also quite a relief that it hasn't just sort of gone over everyone's heads. It's kind of like, you know, people haven't sort of gone, what's well, a bit, you know, what were you doing with this one? <laughs> What's this song all about? <laughs> Which I think, yeah, it's it's been pretty pretty incredible, and it has genuinely been very emotional. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I can I can definitely imagine it. Um, and yeah, actually, speaking of emotional, um, you know, perhaps the uh, my my connection, you know, and like for the band Berries probably stems from the the first time I actually heard the band was. Uh, actually yourself Holly playing solo supporting Frank Turner at Nottingham Arboretum so for context for listeners this was coming out of you know the first big lockdown live music hadn't happened for a long time um you know a lot of us probably thought we were never going to hear live music ever again um uh, Frank was one of the first artists that sort of come out and said well we can do some socially distanced shows you know which obviously you think, well, I want to hear some live music, but that doesn't sound that much fun. Well, we'll I, I don't know. We'll go and give it a go. So um, absolutely, yeah. uh, in my head, you know, legendary show because it was the first one that you know, I got to after, you know, so long without music and everything. Um, and obviously the question for you is what are your memories of that show uh, and of, you know, in general, I know you played a number of shows with, with Frank, socially distanced, you know, what mm -hmm. what are your memories of that time, time period? And, you know, what was it like for you as an artist playing those shows? That's a really good question, actually. Um, it was, I mean, yeah, we hadn't, it was the first time that I had played live um, since before the pandemic. <clears throat> so, and it was acoustic without Lauren and Lucy. So it was just a bit like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I've played acoustic back in the, back in the day, but none of, not Barry's tracks and Barry's tracks on acoustic, they have to be really specifically arranged. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So I think I had about a week, maybe a week and a half to get, you know, because obviously Charlie, who is the director of the label, is Frank's manager. So he said, um, do you want to come and play, play with Frank? Um, they hadn't officially signed us at this point. We were just in the middle of meetings and lawyers and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it was obviously a huge deal because it was kind of like, you know, I, I definitely, there was no way we weren't playing that show in some form. We were going to do it, but I just, yeah. So in the end, it was me on acoustic. <laughs> um, Lauren came to watch the show. Lucy was away. I don't, I feel like it was maybe, it must have been in a time, obviously, when people could go away. Um, and you could have socially distant shows. So she was away, but Lauren came to watch and it was just the most surreal experience playing acoustic, supporting Frank Turner with Lauren in the crowd. <laughs> you know, first time I played live in about a year or something, just mad. Um, so, but it was also incredible as well to meet Charlie, to meet Frank and to just be, you know, excited about everything that was happening and music coming back and live music. Um, and just being able to actually talk to people in the crowd, you know, social yeah. distance, but <laughs> just to have that vibe again was amazing. Um, so yeah, that was unbelievable. And then we did some, yeah, some social distance stuff um, with Frank, with the whole band, which again was just so amazing. And obviously we met Pet Needs who got signed at the same time in the pandemic as well. So we just, and we, we get on with them, like, uh, you know, that they're our best mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we just hit it off with them and Frank and just, we had such an amazing time. We were all doing shots at the gigs and just chilling out. And it was just so nice to be back in that kind of gigging atmosphere. And yeah, it was just, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but we're all glad that we've got proper shows back now, haven't we? And, and um, yes. obviously, you know, <laughs> um, the band have been able to get out and play quite a few shows already. Some festival shows, uh, Kendall Calling, Lost Evenings off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. I believe you supported the Subways, another great band over in uh, Germany as well. So how has it yeah. been, you know, getting out on the road, playing these proper shows and obviously playing these songs, you know, probably a lot of them for the first time for, for people. How, how has that been for you? Yeah, I mean, again, it's just, it all feels a bit surreal, the whole thing. Just, we came out of lockdown with a record deal and then all these amazing shows lined up, which when we went into lockdown, you know, we, it was, we had some good gigs, but it we were really looking for what we could do next and it would have been an album, but obviously without a record label, there's, you know, it's, it takes a long time to kind of get everything together. Um, so the whole thing was just, yeah, the, the German stuff with subways was a whole other level. Um, we lived on their tour bus with them for two weeks. Um, we all had our own little bunks. Um, it was just, you know, they're, they're a huge influence of ours as well, the subways. They always have been, which we had to stop ourselves fangirling totally over them <laughs> the whole time. Just, you know, Lauren's hero is Charlotte Cooper. So it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. At one point, Lauren turned around to me on tour and said, Holly, the last shirt I have left is a Subways one. Do you think I can wear it? And I said, I think they would love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think for us, it, we're just having the best time, just playing as much as we can, meeting so many incredible musicians, and playing with all these brilliant bands. There's so much cool stuff coming up as well. We're just, we're just having a lot of fun and just, yeah. you know, just loving all of it. <laughs> And that is the main thing, really, isn't it? We, yeah, we go back to all these important 
subjects such as life and yes important just to be having fun isn't it um and yeah obviously um fans you know you'll be having fun now being able to get back out to these live shows um and of course um you are going to want to uh, head along and see berries live so you've alluded to some really good stuff coming up um and uh off the top of my head and looking at some notes uh, you've got um some support <laughs> slots coming up with uh, jim bob and with skinny lister another absolutely fantastic band that we've had on the podcast as well um so um yeah how are you looking forward to to those shows and you know what should fans expect why should fans come along and check you out and i believe you've got some headline shows as well i should drop that one in yes yes we have yeah i mean we're just um we're planning the set now for um the sports and the headline everything we're just planning it all now um and they should come along because it's going to be the first time we're going to play actually a lot of the songs from the album um and the venues that we're getting to play in with Jim Bob and Skinny are just, you know, unbelievable. We get to play um, Islington Assembly twice in the space of two months, <laughs> which, you know, for a band that started off playing 100 cap venues for about two years, it just blows our minds. So I think people will just see us having the most incredible time. And we, yeah, we, we always love the crowds and the support and, and Skinny Lister's crowd, you know, we've supported them a few times. Their fan base is incredible, and I'm sure Jim Bob's is as well. Yeah. It's you know, so we're we're just uh, yeah, very very excited to give to give everything we've got at those shows definitely, um, and and of course the headline stuff. We're planning a big old set. It'll be our first headline UK tour, um, so it's you know it's a big deal for us uh, yeah. with the album and everything. So again, we're just very excited about all of it. Yeah, definitely. Another milestone for the band being ticked off there with that headline tour. Uh, and listeners really should go along to a show and watch. So obviously, again, going back to social media, the best way for listeners to find a show to go to these days is obviously to follow the band on social media. Um, so they can do that on Instagram at Berries Band, at fa- on Facebook at Berries Band and on Twitter at Berries Band UK. So I'm guessing perhaps Berry's band was stolen from you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the absolute worst thing is? We ha- we made a Berry's band. We got Berry's band, <laughs> but we forgot the password. Oh. And it was so long ago. It was before, to be fair, the band. I, I always wanted to be in a band called Berry's. I don't know why. I just I just liked the name, a girl band called Berry's. I just thought it was very cool. And then I got the Twitter handle. <laughs> then when I finally got the band ready to go... <laughs> We couldn't have the Twitter handle because I've forgotten the password and it was just too too impossible to uh you know yeah find it again. The email address had, had lost that as well. Everything had so it's Barry's band UK. <laughs> oh you're not alone there was another band uh, i interviewed recently uh, i can't qu- quite remember which it was but exactly the same thing they, they've got it but they don't know the password and they're quite devastated by it yeah <laughs> which is yeah a shame but yeah listeners definitely obviously follow the band across all social media if you can um you know listen to the album and head along to a show is the messages that i would like to send out um it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast holly we've got one last section uh, and you've kind of you know to the fact that you've already put in a bit of thought into your uh, headline shows and the obviously set list you're going to play so our last segment is called set list science um and the question is how much importance do you put into the structure of a set list and have you got any rules that you tend to follow we usually like to start with a bit of a bang um usually we go with three tracks a sort of the slightly like hello we're here <laughs> hello yeah those ones like you know get 
get away from the bar, come to the stage, um, you know, sort of a few songs to kind of explode into, um, settle ourselves in. Then we bung in a couple of sort of slightly more, slightly slower paced ones, maybe like Haze goes well there. Um, maybe Grow could possibly be put around there. And then maybe slightly more upbeat ones, maybe like Siren then, and then more like Silent there sort of somewhere. And then we like to end on another big old couple of two, two or three bangers at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, it's not too scientific, the uh, no. terminology, but <laughs> something, something like that. No, a simple formula, but one, obviously, I, I assume you all agree on the, are you uh, a band that argues too much over the set list structure or are you all normally in cohesion with it? Oh no, luckily we're actually pretty chilled out. Um, <laughs> we agree on most things. We're, well, I think we're lucky. Every now and then I hear of a band drama or a band splitting up and over arguments and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that must be just so, just so <laughs> frustrating and horrible after all the work and everything. And then to have the friendship and the band break up. But no, we're very lucky that we've, uh, yeah, we've got a good solid friendship. So uh, everything else to do with the band, we kind of, uh, we do, we do. It's like, it is like our baby. We have sort of like raised it together. So yeah. there are sometimes, you know, should we go this way? Should we go that way? But it's never, you know, that's it, I'm out, I'm off. <laughs> Hanging up my guitar. No, we, we're pretty lucky. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear it. Um, yeah, <laughs> fantastic um, chatting with you, Holly, as I say. Um, and listeners, again, you know, listen to the album, head along to a show, follow the band on social media. They're the messages from me. Uh, Holly, what would be the final message from you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. And uh yeah, thank you for everything you do for new music. It's amazing, all the reviews and everything that you guys do. I always love it when we get tagged in anything from you guys, because I know it's <laughs> going to be full of love and amazing. Um, but yes, please, if anyone is around on any of our UK dates, come and say hi. Or in Germany, come and say hi. We we love to chat and I'll chew your ear off for about half an hour. You'll be trying to get away. Um, but yes, we hope to see everyone soon. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. And yeah, best of luck with everything coming up. Thank you so much. Cheers. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with Berries. Do remember to check out their song, We Are Machines, over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify. And of course, do follow the band on social media. And if you would, please do follow Full Pelt on social media. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you are watching or listening. And we will be back very shortly with another episode of the Discover New Music podcast. <laughs>